0: Hey, everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Episode 2 A House Divided.
1: The only thing more frightening than ghosts is your family.
2: Yeah, I know you've been hearing things, and uh, and I'm sure that's why you're here in Highsville, and uh, you probably have a few questions.
1: Yes, David. It's in every paper in Rochester, so you're damn right I have
2: questions. Well, I just want to be upfront about it, okay? I don't want to hear them. Excuse me? Well, that's not going to work for me, David. Here is how it's going to work. We're going to have dinner in a few minutes, and I'll explain everything after. Dinner? Listen, you haven't been here in a few years, and the uh, dynamic of the family has uh, changed a little bit.
1: Are you fucking mad? I want to know what the hell is going
2: on around here. I'll discuss it with you after our bellies are filled, okay? I know you've seen some strange things around here, and I understand your dilemma.
1: Seen strange things? That's the understatement
2: of the century. Talk about it after. No,
1: I think we need to talk about it now, David. Look, you're
2: not in Rochester anymore, Lee, okay? Now, uh, they may still be speaking British and French or whatever up there by the Erie Canal, but here in Hinesville, this here is red meat country, okay? We're going to eat a red meat that Dad went out and shot, and you're going to sit at the table and just pretend that everything is peachy fucking keen, okay? No,
1: not
3: okay. You and your friend here,
2: who is this anyway? Who's this person?
3: Adelaide is the name. Okay, what is it? Adelaide. The town gossip, apparently.
2: Great, Adelaide. You and your friend Adelaide are just going to act like everything is normal.
1: Normal. I assure you, this is not normal. That's not going to work for me, David. I have questions.
2: After dinner, Leah. All the questions this after dinner, okay? Your friend this seems a bit scared right now, okay? She's freaking out over here. Adelaide,
1: calm down. down. W- but what's
2: going on with her? Adelaide. Tell her to chill the fuck out. Chill
1: out, why, Adelaide.
2: Why is she doing that? Can she stop Adelaide. doing Adelaide, okay, keep it together, woman. I'm that. calm. All right, Listen, everyone calm down, all right? And Leah, one last thing. When we're at the dinner table, I don't want you doing what you do.
1: Me? What do I do?
2: You know what you do. You start up shit.
1: I start shit?
2: You're the great uh, shit starter. I'm
1: the one starting up shit in the haunted
2: There'll house. Be none of that here. I'm hungry and I'm pissed. I'll meet you downstairs in 10 minutes.
3: How are you so calm?
2: Adelaide, compose yourself. If I
3: knew yesterday what we were walking into, I would never have agreed to this. Okay,
1: obviously we're in the third ring of hell here. But hey, the good news is we're not in the fourth ring, right? We need to leave now. Positivity, right? No. Remember, this is your moment. This is not normal. The family from hell, the gossip of the
0: century. Embrace it. This is the Foxes of Hydesville starring Carrie Mulligan, McKenna Grace, Christina Lucado, and Phoebe Tonkin.
1: Take the Thanksgiving dinner, add in the awkward step cousins, the politics, the in-laws, and mix them all up into a dysfunctional vat of shit. Multiply that by a hundred, and then put it into a haunted house. That's how it felt when I sat at the dinner table with my family for the first time in 10 years. I looked around the table. My younger sisters not yet arrived. My brother, David, eating and boozing as if it were July the 4th. My mother, all but comatose, whispering to herself while slurping on cream of mushroom. My father, the drunkard, chewing on venison and tobacco. As he tackled his food, he seemed oblivious to the ongoing haunts. At one point he asked me,
0: So what brings you here, Leah?
1: Hmm. Perhaps it was those spirits that I heard about clear across the state. Or maybe it was the assembly of migrants on your property. Whichever it was, I suppose I felt compelled to, you know, check on the fan.
4: Seven fucking shots. Pardon? Deer just wouldn't die. Stubborn fucking calf. All veins and pulp.
3: Well, I think it's delicious, Mr. Fox. Shh, you don't have to hit me. Shh, I'm just trying to be polite.
2: That's not hunting season, Father.
4: Well, it's not mating or migrating season either. It's it's birthing season, hence the calf. Fuck the seasons.
2: I'll chew the whole heifer with half my teeth.
1: Perhaps we can steer the conversation into more pressing territory.
2: It's under control. Is it? We can discuss after.
1: Yes, after is better. Well, I don't see the difference, David. Our mother is catatonic and our father is attacking his food.
2: Peggy! Katie! Supper! Before it spoils its innards. They're aware of the situation. Our mother's situation. Her situation is that her daughters speak to the dead. Believe me, Leah, she's aware.
1: We're talking about her in the third person. There's no awareness. (coughs) First to sit was Maggie the Elder, the
2: carefree peach. Um, Maggie, uh, say hello to your sister. Uh, hello to your sister. Is... Is this venison? It's a whatever's in front of you. I don't know, Maggie.
5: Well, what's in front of me, is meat, and it makes me unattractive. You
2: beautiful gift of God, my love, an enchanted vision. It
5: leads to fatness, Mother. You know
3: this. Hey, isn't an ounce of fat on you?
5: Um,
1: thank you, strange woman. You're very welcome. One might argue that you could use a little more meat on the bones.
5: Thank you, other strange woman. What's
1: going on
4: here? Katie, supper.
1: Next came the younger, and undoubtedly the more powerful.
2: Katie? Sit down, please.
1: But she didn't. She just sort of leered at me, suspiciously, with those deep
2: purple eyes. Katie Fox.
3: Why is she staring
1: at you like just, that?
2: Just smile like everything's Katie. normal. It's
3: creeping me. Shut
2: Katie, up. Katie, I'm not gonna ask again. Please sit down and stop staring.
6: Who is this person?
2: Um, this is your uh, sister Leah, and this is her friend um,
6: Adeline. Adeline,
2: right? Okay, now we're all properly introduced. Take a fucking seat. She
6: doesn't look like a sister. You can speak to me directly, dear. You don't look like a sister,
1: but I assure you, I am.
6: Perhaps a distant aunt.
1: Indeed, there is a gap in our age, but the womb remains the same.
6: How old are you?
1: Thirty-four. Quite a gap. Older than I
4: thought. Lovely. The point is, our four children are here together at a feast. First time since my sobriety.
1: Well, I, for one, am very
3: pleased to be sitting with the Fox family. And you are? A friend of my aunt? Sister. Adelaide Adelaide is uh, the name.
6: Adelaide from where?
3: From Rochester. Oh, Rochester, the city. Yes, the city.
5: Now, you interest me. Oh, um, well, thank you. That's... Nice to know. I have a few questions. So tell me, is it buzzing with people? Is it as exciting as they say? (laughs) Well, it certainly is a different pace. Right, right. It's a fast pace, isn't it? See, I've only seen the drawings of carriages and um, of restaurants and yeah. theaters.
2: And, and, and the, fashion. the the
5: fashion. The way that they dress.
2: God helps.
5: How are the boys in the city?
2: No, non boys. Well,
5: the city boys
2: are definitely... Happy.
5: Because the boys around here are like... like
2: good God. You
5: know, I mean, if you want to talk
2: about boys... Uh,
5: no, we're not talking about boys. I definitely want to talk about the boys. stories I could... How you? Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
3: Stories? Tell me all the stories. There'll be no stories
2: fuck Fucking headache over here.
3: Well, is. Adelaide Granger needs to stop talking now. Well, I, uh, yeah. I mean, we should probably sidebar for another juncture. Should we, though? I think now's a perfect time. Fucking hell. Oh,
5: give
4: me a break. So,
5: like, how does one break into the city? I mean, like, if I didn't know anyone, how would I do that?
3: But you know me now. And you know Leah Fox, of course.
4: Uh, yes. And what is that worth? Hmm? What exactly does Leah Fox do that makes her worth knowing? Since the last time we saw her has been quite some time.
1: You mean the time you belted my teeth out of my mouth when I was with a child? That time?
4: Think your shit don't stink? We all knew you'd never amount to anything.
1: Um, Miss Leah is actually a uh, uh,
3: a pillar of the community. Huh? <laughs> no, but she really is. No, I'm not. She's the most independent person I know. As a matter of fact, and probably my best friend. I am. I didn't know that. I've heard her playing the piano when no one's around, so I know her toughness is part of a facade. It's not toughness, Adelaide. I simply don't like
2: people. She's always been talented at music. I'll give her that.
3: Thank you, David. Her love for music is unmatched. I mean, teaching piano, I didn't even think that was a thing, honestly. I don't recall that ever being considered even a job before Miss Leah arrived. Most women aren't allowed to work, never mind run their own business. So she's very rare in that respect. Your daughter, Mr. Fox, is perhaps the most successful person I know. You should be very proud of her.
2: Okay,
5: that's great. So, when I leave the farm,
3: I know exactly where I'm going.
2: You mean where you're going? You're not going anywhere.
3: Oh, you're welcome to come visit. Really? Of course. No,
2: not really. I'll
3: even show you around. <laughs> I bet you will. Pardon? Show people around.
2: Katie, you will show a little respect to our visitors. Just
6: confused as to why they're visiting.
2: There's no reason to be threatened.
6: I didn't say I was threatened. I said I was confused.
1: Well, that makes two of
2: us. How so? Just give it a rest, both of the you.
6: The house is unbalanced.
2: Katie, the house is fucked. All right? No amount of balancing.
1: Well, I'm fucked. I think it's self-evident that I might show a little concern for my family, now that the walls appear to be talking to them. <laughs>
6: Is that what you think happens here?
1: I haven't a clue. Hence the visit. But
6: you barely visited us before. Where were you during our birthdays? Or Christmases?
1: I sent cards. I sent gifts.
6: That may be. But David, our actual brother, always showed up in person.
1: He's closer to Hydesville. And incidentally, he's closer to my age. Do you consider him an uncle? I consider him
6: in general. He's in our life. He's our way older brother who protects us, and our mother, and our family. From what? Ghosts. Strangers.
1: I work for a living. I have a daughter to feed, bills to pay, real-life grown-up things that you wouldn't know a damn thing about. So while I'd love to drop by on a whim, it's quite a hike from Rochester. Your energy. However- This hostile. However, if I'd heard that your birthday cakes and Christmas trees were talking to you, I'm pretty sure I'd have made the trek. Enough!
2: Leo, let's have a talk in the study now, please.
7: Hey there, this is Troyan Belisario, and I'm so incredibly excited to tell you about my new scripted fiction podcast, Adlusom. I created and wrote this show alongside my good friend Josh Close, and I also play Phil, a highly skilled technician who works for a fictional pioneering tech company, Adlusom OI. Our story begins as the company prepares to roll out a game-changing new update to their corporeal augmented reality assistant, or CARA for short. Kara with presence ups the sensory experience. Users will not only hear and see their Karas, but also feel her company in the room. But once unleashed on the general public, what other nefarious uses could people find for presence? Adlusim is a grounded sci-fi thrill ride you won't want to miss, starring Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, and me, alongside Fiona Shaw, Clancy Brown, and many more. Follow Adloosom on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now to be among the first to listen.
4: The world is pretty strange,
0: isn't it? Yeah, a lot stranger than you might think. Are we talking cryptids, ghosts, UFOs, that sort of thing? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Only every week on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hi,
4: I'm Michael McMillan.
0: I'm Bryce Johnson. And I'm Riley Bray.
4: Each week on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast, we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. Sasquatch.
0: Check. Aliens. Obviously. Dogman. I mean, let's not get carried away.
4: Sometimes we chat with actors and comedians about weird stuff they've experienced, like how did this get made to Paul Scheer.
0: Other times we talk to experts about the realm of the unknown, like Monster Quest producer Doug Highcheck. We also do deep dives into topics like Roswell, Men in Black, even the Abominable Snowman.
4: So check out new episodes of Bigfoot Collectors Club every Wednesday on Wood Elf Media or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Your reality may depend on it. August is here and summer is winding down, but we are here to help you
6: plan your perfect end of summer break.
0: On the Strong Sense of Place podcast, we explore different destinations and discuss what makes them special. We talk about the landscape, the culture, the local food.
6: And then we recommend five books we love that took us there on the page.
0: Whether you're looking for a beach vacation, a city break, or solid company for a road trip, we have something for you.
6: Binge more than 50 episodes of Strong Sense of Place wherever you get your
2: podcasts.
1: I'm sorry, David. I'm just having trouble making sense of this. I can see that. Uh, Now, wait a second. What the hell is this? What? This room.
2: The room? It's, It's the study.
1: The study? It looks more like an armory. It has more bullets than books. You
2: can't just come back here after all these years and and just pick up where you left off, all right?
1: Now look, I know that I haven't been a a great sister. I should have been more in touch, but that isn't our mother
2: out there. Let's just not put her in an early grave, shall we? She's aged a great deal in the past two weeks.
1: Well, I've only been here an hour, and I empathize with her. I mean, David, this house is a horror of fiction. Don't
2: you see? yeah, I'm handling you're it. You're drinking it away. I'm coping the way that I can. You're crumbling.
1: Letting our kid sisters trample all over you and our father like a couple of bewildered have no chumps. idea what you've
2: walked into here.
1: Talking at the table no like that. You would have battered and beaten us We're a
2: different generation.
1: With different parents, I guess. I mean, our father might have had his flaws, but at least he was a fighter.
2: This man is a shell. Look, one thing I won't condone is a family fracture. Now, we've all been in lockstep despite the spirits, so if you went waltz in here and caused the vision, I'd advise you to get on your high horse and head back home.
1: Well, if we're going to do the family first thing, I guess I'll go ahead and ask the obvious
2: question. All right, what's that?
1: Where are your wife and children?
2: They're safe and, um, <clears throat> relocated.
1: Relocated? What do you mean, relocated? To where?
2: I'm not sure that I trust to tell you.
1: Are you off your fucking head? I'm your sister, for God's sake. Why do you need the shotgun? David? David, you're starting to scare me. Why are you aiming a gun out the window?
4: Dave? Hey, D-Fox.
2: What's going on in that there cottage, D-Fox? Uh, none of your concern, Red. Now, uh, if you don't mind stepping back from the house, I'd appreciate it. It's a bit dark in there, pal. Is that one of them witches you got there with you? Nah, there ain't no one with me, Red. I see her moving around. Why don't there. you just back away from the house there? Red. I'd feel a lot more comfortable if you were away from under my window. I think I'm right. Oh, you're roaming around stalking my window, David, right? how
4: long have we known each other?
2: Huh? People are talking,
4: D-Fox. They're saying... Oh, well, they can All talk All types of crazy things it's free country, let them talk This town is upside down You got it split in two Something needs to be done, David
2: You got some people with you back there? Look, D-Fox We got no beef with you You got no beef with we me We know it's just them two waves
4: Let's make this real easy, huh? Just bring them both outside tomorrow and leave them alone We'll take it from there We'll make it painless, David I swear to God they won't feel a thing I'm not going to ask again, Red. you point, point a gun at me? You <laughs> point
2: a gun <laughs> Is that a blunderbuss or a musket? It's a fuck-off trench gun aimed squarely at your remaining teeth. Well,
4: there ain't no need for violence just yet. But that offer of mine expires tomorrow morning. After that, there ain't no trench gun in the world that'll protect you and your family then. You've been warned. Come on, let's get the hell out of here.
2: Um, listen, uh, I'm going to board up the shutters, and uh, you and your friend, uh, whatever her name is, can stay in here. Tonight. But... And I want you out by morning.
1: But don't you see? If you just explain to these people that it's all just childhood pranks, just a couple of girls having a gag, this could all go away. <sighs>
2: you, you just don't get it, do you?
1: What's not to get? You've stowed away your wife and children, and the rest of our family's lives are in danger. You
2: know, I'm not worried about their safety. I'm worried about yours. Mine? How? How so? Well, how can I say this, uh, the, uh, house, doesn't respond well to malice.
1: I'd never heard of a house being referred to as a character before, as if it had feelings. But that is exactly what the house was, a living, breathing organism. It sounded like a dying giant, being pushed and pulled by a thousand emotions. It sounded sick. I can't
3: sleep here, Leah. There's something terribly wrong.
1: <laughs> what was that? It was, the, it was the ceiling. Something must have fallen. No. no, it's, it's coming from the walls. The floor.
3: It's all around us. I can't take it.
1: Where do you think you're going? I don't know, I don't know! Outside? With the migrants? I'll take the migrants over this. What are you looking for, anyway? Pills, moonshine,
3: earmuffs, anything to sleep. Your mother was right. This is a house
1: of death. I'm not so sure. It seems very much... alive. Ah! That wasn't the house. One of the girls.
2: Tell us what you've seen, Adelaide. Uh, fetch us a tea, please.
3: Yes, of course. I'm more than happy to leave.
2: The Go. Room.
1: Cold hand. What? What's he on about?
6: A cold hand passed over my face.
2: Jesus, she's sweating ice. Mother, is there laudanum here? Mother, have you been giving your daughter opium? Huh? Talk to me, woman! Fuck. Leah, hold her up straight, and make sure her eyes don't roll into the back of her head, okay?
1: Um, right. My god, David, there's enough drugs in there to put all of Hinesville to sleep.
2: Hold her up, goddammit, before she falls into a coma. Maggie, where are the opiates?
1: And...
5: I don't know, I don't, where are the
2: opiates? I get it,
1: I don't...
2: You don't, you don't want The fucking Lord and the Maggie, where is... I don't it? TV. Jesus, fuck. All right, we're going to have to make it.
1: She's foaming at the mouth.
2: Yes, I realize that. Put this in. it.
1: The fucking spoon?
2: Yes, a fucking spoon. She'll be swallowing her tongue lest you wedge that in her mouth in the next five seconds. All right, hold her still. <laughs> Tilt her head a back. A
1: syringe? What's the syringe for? Uh,
2: give me a vein. Give me a vein. Pinch her collar. Katie, okay, look at me, look at me, pay attention, look at me, keep your eyes on me, okay, we're just gonna, uh, uh, we're just gonna prick the vein, love, okay, we're just gonna prick the vein, nothing to worry about, all right, hold, she's starting to shake, hold,
1: her eyes are rolling back, all
2: right, Catherine, look at me, look at me, don't fight it, you're gonna fall asleep in three, uh, two, uh, one.
3: got the, um, tea?
1: What the hell was that? How long before she awakens?
2: Don't know, don't know. Um, one maybe two minutes, I don't know.
1: That's it? And
2: then what? Uh, and then, uh, he comes. Um, who comes? I'll be back with the tools. Tools?
1: What tools?
3: Why do we need tools?
1: What is happening? Don't know. Don't know. Shut up. Gathering my thoughts. You. What's wrong with her?
5: She, she. She. has headaches.
1: How often? I don't.
5: How often? I don't know. I guess maybe they're they're coming more frequently now. I I, I don't know.
1: Of course, Mum. The house is in ruin. Your daughter is sick. My daughters are blessed. Ah oh, yes. Which ones? Both of them. Jesus, woman, you have three daughters. Clearly I'm the only ghost around here. You're not a doctor, David. This girl needs medical attention. A board filled with letters. And what are those primitive gadgets? Are those supposed to cure her?
2: They aren't for Katie. Then for who? You hold her left side and I'll hold her right. We've got about ten seconds. All right, and here, Adelaide, that's a pot for the vomit.
1: Righto. There will be vomit. And then what?
2: Um, uh, there's gonna be some flailing and some screaming. Not knowing where she is. And, fucking uh, hell. Yeah. Alright, everyone, hold your ears. It's gonna be a loud one. <laughs> oh, hold! Hold! Hold them together!
4: Tiger! Tiger! <laughs> <Tider. laughs>
1: This was the moment when I truly came to understand how terribly I had misjudged David, my good brother. He was a calming presence for Katie while she was trapped in between two altered states. She's coming
2: too. Did you see him? Uh, The peddler?
1: Yes. Okay.
2: And what did he say?
1: Maybe David was the father she never had the father none of us ever had. I guess. Mm. I don't know.
2: You don't have to be scared anymore, Katie. What did he say? Mm.
1: And just as I was thinking there wasn't a soul on Earth who could do a better job of holding this whole fucking thing together, Katie looked at me, placed her hand on my shoulder, and calmly replied, (laughs)
6: Leah's here to save us.
0: Foxes of Hydesville stars Carrie Mulligan as Leah Fox Phoebe Tonkin as Adelaide Granger McKenna Grace as Katie Fox Christina Brucato as Maggie Fox with additional roles by the criminal content players including Joe Perino Dwayne Hill Jim Conroy Mara Kasson Written and directed by Sean Christensen Executive produced by Kerry Mulligan, Sean Christensen, and Gabriel Mason. Co executive produced by Mara Kassin and Christina Brucotto. Produced by Brendan Hubbard and Adam Volerich. Associate produced by Nick Masetti. Sound design by Brandon Jones. Composed by Darren Morsey. Editing, mixing, mastering, and additional music by Nick Masetti. Additional editing by Sean Christensen and Adam Volerich. Marketing lead, Ellie Kotapish. Production assistance by Melissa Fitzsimmons. Artwork by Lon Chan. Credits read by Natalie Press. Special thanks to Dave Williams, The Invisible Studios, and Fancy Film.